I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mini Crush, sitting here in the basement looking at a video screen with Noel's mug. <laughs> My mug. Drinking mug. iced coffee out of a mason jar. I got a mug for a face and a jar for a mug. That's uh, did your generation say like a mug at all? Or was that? Oh, completely yes. Us? Oh, really? That, or that's as something as a mug. Like, you know, it's, it was sort of a stand in for like mf -er. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah, I just I, I had a feeling it was strictly Gen X. Oh, that was sweet. We, we got that from y'all, I guess. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I was. I mean, it's certainly not a thing now, uh, but I remember it being. I, I think I was in the crossover period where that was still around, and then mm -hmm. it kind of like went the way of, you know, uh, it went away like a mug. Just, that's just dandy, <laughs> you know. Well, I'm going to bring it back like a mug. I think you should like a mug. So, Noel, yo. Uh, we're going to get going here. I've been in a bad headspace lately. I saw uh, just uh, from the internet. Yeah, such that I actually uh, started last Friday with a complete um, news blackout and social media blackout sans what I've had to do for work. Sure. And I tell you what, man, I, I haven't missed anything yeah because <laughs> i checked back in with stuff and things are still awful well that yeah it's not <laughs> if you want awful that's what we've got for you like a mug yeah, like i'm awful as a mug <laughs> chuck you know but, uh, I, I could see that like it's sort of a cleanse right like kind of yeah. like uh yeah I, I i'm with that dude i think i should do the same thing it's all been, it does is rile me up i don't, I don't actually get any good information it's not like i don't know it just makes me feel more powerless and afraid <laughs> 
<laughs> Same. So I can recommend it. It's been great. Uh, I can tell you that it uh, changes nothing about the world to black out for a little while. I do think people should be informed, but you can also take a little rest. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I found out. You know, I found out Chadwick Boseman died days later. Yeah, that was that was a sad thing to learn, and that's why I didn't so post sad. about it. If people are wondering why I ignored that, um, it's just because I haven't been online. But that was shocking and out of the blue, and really, really. A big, big bummer. What a blow, man. The, the fact that they kept it so quiet that he was sick and that he obviously worked a lot while suffering. And, I know. And it's just brutal. Did you, did you see that video? It was like a thing he did on Kimball. No, Fallon, where like people were thanking him on a video screen, like for no. his work on Black Panther. And he's like waiting in the wings to come out and surprise them. Wow. Like, you know, and they all just, you know, freak out. But he just seemed like he had a real kindness and uh, gentleness about him. And he knew how important that role was to, you know, people that look like him. And I think it was yeah. a really powerful, powerful thing. Powerful loss. Tough stuff. And I feel like he was just getting started really uh, big time. Uh, superstar in the making so very sad about that but um i can recommend staying away from the news for a little while even if it's just a day or two it really Mm -hmm. does a a lot of good Uh, i've been reading my beatles book i got a big huge the bob spitz beatles book which is like a thousand pages or something oh wow and uh it is super dense i am on page 350 and they just met ringo so (laughs) okay (laughs) what's it like reading a book chuck what's it like Oh man, it's great. I love to read. I bet. I mean, that's that's great. I, I think I, I've talked to a lot of friends about this, and it seems to be a pretty common malady these days. But I just don't have the attention span I used to. I get distracted so easily because of our whole ADD culture, and uh-huh. so much of what I do for the shows is like reading things and little snippets and little short form right. pieces, and I have a hard time pulling focus for like a book length. You know, it sucks. I gotta, I gotta figure out a way around that, man. Well, you got to make yourself. Um, I know. Here's I know. what you do is mm-hmm. you you get away from any screen. Like, don't even have your phone near you. Yeah. Because you're going to be tempted to get that dopamine hit. Right. Uh, so I go into my sunroom, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. And it's at night. And Emily's kind of mad because I bailed on watching Dark with her for now. Because mm-hmm. this is just what I need. So I go yeah. in there. I make a drink. Uh, I've got the, the view lighting set up in a nice dim manner, plus my little reading light. And I sit there for fucking three hours and read. And it's just as calming as you can imagine. I bet. It's great. Sounds lovely. Highly recommend reading, everybody. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to believe that Good. you Good have job. to actually recommend reading uh, these days uh, when it used to just be a thing people did. But yeah. Remember Book It? Book it. Uh, that, was, that wasn't your generation. It was a, it was a thing when I was in school. Familiar. You got you earned points for reading certain books and at the uh, end of the year you get a pizza party or something like okay. that and you went to it was you know old school pizza hut with the salad bar and the uh-huh. weird stained glass kind of like sure. lamp things you know everything's red is yeah i remember that very fondly well book it you know what when i finish this book i'm gonna get a pizza have it delivered to my house and i'm gonna eat it like you a serve it chuck so I think the, uh, what, uh, gosh, the 50th anniversary of the White Album was the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, that's. I think that that's my favorite Beatles record. I, I know that's pretty thought thought of pretty uniformly as their masterpiece. I really like Magical Mystery Tour too, but that th- those are my two favorites. You know what? I am a. I mean, I love it all. I've always been a huge Beatles fan, but I'm a sort of a Rubber Soul mm-hmm. Revolver guy because mm-hmm. that to me 
was the that very kind of dead center point between yep. mop top, please please me, she loves you, and weirdness that was to come. Interesting crossover. It sort of has vibes of both. You it know, does. it's like yeah, I, I, I like that. That's cool. I love it, and it's crazy to think about. It. And I've said this a bunch, uh, but the, the the Beatles went from she loves you to abbey road and let it be in like eight years yeah <laughs> it's, it's bonkers it's what crazy. a what a meteoric uh, career god man can't imagine no. that kind of growth and uh transformation the, I, I found out about the white album thing because there's an article on i forget slate or something but uh remember when they went to hang out with that yogi guy the maharishi yogi or whatever sure. the, whatever the mm-hmm. the maharishi yeah, exactly and they and and donovan hung out with them oh, donovan. Like, I, I love I donovan i like donovan too uh but when they came back from that they and like leading up to the white album apparently he told them they, they had like painted their really amazing acoustic guitars with like psychedelic stuff you know and like mm-hmm. uh, made them all um trippy looking and he told them to sand it off because it'd make the wood sing more. It would sound better because it like dampens it if you have paint on it. And so they sanded it off. And the way the article kind of uh, teed it up was that it was also like very um, symbolic of them like oh, yeah. shedding that like psychedelic twee kind of image and then moving into the super mature album. Not to say their other stuff's not mature, but the white album, something about it is very yeah. each of them in their own at their best. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, know. yeah. Even Ringo had a few bangers on that. Hey. Ringo was, Ringo was Ringo, great drummer. D- don't love his songs, but they they had a quality to him. Mm-hmm. You don't like um, Octopus's Garden, Chuck? <laughs> re- I mean, it's fun. Ruby yeah. loves it. It's a it's a fun kid song. Well, what's with this obsession with nautical shit? It's it was kind of a Ringo thing, <laughs> was it? Okay, well, Octopus's Garden and Yellow Submarine. Those yeah, were, I guess those so. Were, those were his, I think. Or maybe I'd he didn't like write Yellow. Yeah, under exactly. the sea. <laughs> it's a goofy ass song. Yeah, I think there were drugs involved. I'm not sure about that. It's certainly possible, uh, and still not the, the definitive Beatles movie. And all uh, since this is the movie show, it's there's been a lot of Beatles movies, but not the Beatles movie. You know, well, I thought there was a really big one, the Peter Jackson one or something. No, not Peter Jackson. Somebody did a big one recently that used all kinds of crazy archival footage. Maybe I'm misremembering. Well, he he. That is not out yet. He is, uh, I think it is Peter Jackson. This is oh, okay. the, the Let It Be, taking the Let It Be sessions. Okay. okay. And uh, all the unseen footage from Let It Be. Because, you know, if you've ever seen the Let It Be footage, it's very much uh, like abandoned disintegration, just sitting around totally. arguing. But he was like, there's a lot of great stuff showing the Beatles enjoying each other's company and playing mm-hmm. songs and collaborating. He said, and everyone needs to see this. And he's he's doing it. So I can't That's wait for awesome. that. But yeah. I mean, a biopic, man. Like, there's been some really good Beatles movies. Nowhere Boy was great. Mm. Uh, the movie about John Lennon and his youth. Uh, Backbeat who, was good. Who played John Lennon in that? Anybody famous? I can't remember. Nowhere Boy movie. It was... Uh, oh, it's Jack Nicholson. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's... Uh, yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I know that guy. Got it. You know him. He's from uh, Kick-Ass, I think. Wasn't that his movie? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the do you have any, do you, does, any, does anything pop off like for casting for you for like a quintessential Beatles biopic? Like you got a Paul in mind? No, like, no. I, mean, I don't either. I don't I, either. Nothing comes to mind. I think you got to kind of go unknowns. Mm-hmm. Um, in this movie, Paul was played by uh, Thomas Brody Sangster, 
uh, he who you would recognize. Uh, what was he in? He was in Maze Runner and Love Actually and some other mm-hmm. stuff. But Nowhere Boy was really good. Backbeat was good. That was the story of Stu Sutcliffe, uh, played by um, uh, what's his face from Nowhere. Nowhere. You know, Stephen Dorff. Mm, yeah, of course. He played Stu Sutcliffe. The Sophia Coppola movie. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, good movie, again, but not the quintessential sort of Beatles biopic. It's well, a tough I ho- movie. I, ho- I hope it happens for you, Chuck. I really do. I hope it happens for you, Noel. I'm not a... I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is... Uh, that's one way to handle it, Noel. All right. Let's move on, then, since you don't care. I, to, oh, my God. Uh <laughs> Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired, and now... Every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh-huh. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I took this from the Movie Crushers page. This is from Brandon Weiss. Uh, I don't know if it's Weiss or Weiss, uh, but it is a post that I think kind of fit well with the topic of uplifting everybody. Mm -hmm. I think I saw this one. It was universally loved movies. Yep. Great idea. And I'm going to go bottom up because I've been getting a lot of uh, grief from the movie crushers for reading top down and the same people getting spoken of on every episode. 
Oh, right on. So new old pals coming at you. Jenny Riggs. Hello, Jenny. She says Amelie. Pretty pretty universally loved the movie. Yeah, it's got a got a heart. That's <laughs> that's a lovely movie. It really I is. I don't know anyone that's like Amelie sucked. Totally. That would be someone I would not want to hang with. What a piece of shit movie that was. <laughs> yeah. Fucking uh, gnome, what was that about? <laughs> Janice Bridges says Paddington 2. Noel, I've seen both Paddingtons now. Whoa, were, we haven't talked about this. Holy shit. Fantastic. Aren't they incredible and delightful in every possible way? Every possible way. Very, very good movies. Very well done. Uh, very stylistically interesting. Who'd have thought? On paper, it seemed like such a weird-ass idea, and then, sure, God, I mean, just handled with such care and uh, just love. Oh, my God, I'm enamored by those movies. Both very good. Uh, Grant Woody says, Away We Go. Hmm. You know, I I think uh, it's an underseen movie. I quite enjoyed it. Did you see it? I'm looking it up. Oh, wait. Krasinski. Oh, uh, Krasinski, yeah. Is that Maya Rudolph? Yeah. Who is that? Okay, no, I don't know anything about it. Very good movie. And again, underseen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anyone who hated it. Uh, Bobo Temple says this, and I have not seen Swiss Army Man yet, but I have heard nothing but good things. It's awesome. It's wacky and just bizarre. And the fact that it exists is is, is a revelation. It's really cool. It's a cool-ass movie. It is a cool-ass movie. Um, and you know what? I just realized that's so funny. I had two tabs open. I was reading from the wrong one, but it's kind of a similar one. Because I was, uh, the next bit up was uh, movies that just make you feel good. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of funny. So those yeah, people funny. that I just read, those were actually movies that make them feel good, Noel. Not universally but loved. That, yeah, I think they kind of qualify, though. How do I mean? How do you how do you uh, qualify universally loved? Like it's just like at anyone you mention it to wouldn't have a negative thing to say about it. I think so. Swiss Army uh, Man was pretty divisive, actually. I would say a lot of people like didn't get it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the only one I think that that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. But now that I found the right tab, uh, we will continue with universally loved movies. Uh, Kari Nelson says E.T., of course. Mm -hmm. Who didn't like E.T.? You might think it's sad, but that's different than not liking something. And like we wouldn't have the phrase penis breath if it wasn't for (laughs) E.T. Well, that's a good point. Also a universally loved thing, (laughs) phrase, insult. Uh, Meg... Uh, Baskaran says Toy Story. Sure. Who doesn't like Toy Story? Yeah, those definitely hit the buttons. Uh, Ghostbusters, that comes from Andrew Reamer. I would agree with that. Here's one I think I might be, yeah, yeah, this is sort of a joke. Nathan Nicholas says Star Wars The Last Jedi, but I think that's just a bit of a tongue-in-cheek. It was, because that was uh, particularly divisive of all of them, like the most. Prob- well, yeah. Well, I mean. Some of those prequels. Uh, well, all, yeah, the prequels are as a whole are divisive, but of the of the newer kind of next gen ones, yeah. that was the one the fans a lot of them were like angry because they took it in a different direction that they didn't yeah. like. Totally agree. Uh, Robin Simmons Watt says this movie is perfection in every sense of the word, and uh, she is talking, of course, about the Tom Hanks uh, baseball movie, the classic that I've covered here on this very show. Noel, can you guess it? A League of Their Own. Yes, there's only one. That was recommended to me real hard yesterday. Uh, oh, yeah? I, I, I saw it in the theaters, but I haven't seen it since. Uh, and I really don't remember much about it, except that Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell are in it, and that he says there's no crying in baseball. Yeah, really but, good uh, movie. I, I want to check it out. 
and I think pretty universally loved. I think that counts. Uh, Back to the Future is on here a bunch. Uh, our old pal Zach Pointer talks about Back to the Future, and there are many, many people on board that. Uh, let me see here. Meg uh, Baskeron actually is on again, and she says, this is a pretty good question. I wonder which actor or actress appears the most on this list. And she says, my money is on Tom Hanks. Could be, because Big is on here a lot. Mm-hmm. I think he's kind of a universally loved actor, although I think people might be suffering from a little bit of Hanks hangover syndrome with all these sort of real life characters he's playing lately. Right. No, I agree. He's kind of doing one after the other. And I think uh, I'd like to see him change it up a little bit. Totally. Let's, let's have big two. The big beginning. Two? Yeah. Make another big. Uh, where, he, where, he, where he gets interesting. small. <laughs> well, I think the way they would handle that would be that his, he has a son or daughter that uh, finds the Zoltran Oh, Zoltar. Machine. Zoltar, yeah. Or maybe Zoltran. Maybe there's another one. I like Zoltran. <laughs> Makes me think it sounds like Soul Train. The Zoltran. Yes, sir. Uh, Jackie Shehorn says Elf. Yeah, you made me watch that recently, and uh, I see exactly why. It's such <laughs> a fun. It's, it's not only a good holiday movie, it's just a good movie, and it has such heart, and it's funny, genuinely. It does. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, let me see. Brandon Weiss, whose thread this is, says, glad to see all the people writing Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. There's There's been a bunch of Princess Brides. He said, sounds like I found the right group. And that is for sure. Aww. The, the movie Crush Family. Mm-hmm. Somebody posted something on the page just about, like, th- on a thread, thanking everybody for being such, I don't know, it was just like, sort of like, a, I'm so glad I found this community, blah, blah, it's blah. Nice. But like, it was, a lot of people share that sentiment on there. Really, really cool group of folks. It is a... Nice little corner of the internet, Noel. Mm-hmm. A nice little quiet corner where people are almost always nice. And when yeah. they're not, they uh they can be they can leave the room, you know? Totally. <laughs> you can get out. Stand in a corner. Uh Frank Bowman says Hoosiers. Uh Frank, I love that movie. My only issue is is that uh some people just don't like sports movies. I haven't seen it. Love you probably Gene don't Hackman, like sports though. movies, right? I like it when they're good. No, I, I, I weirdly I do. Okay. Like um yeah, I, I certainly like. Uh, I don't know. They're, they're not my. It's not my genre, but I, I, I've seen plenty, and I quite enjoy. I love any given Sunday, that Oliver Stone movie. You, you're not into sports though at all, are you? I'm not a sports guy. No, like literally no sports you like at all. Uh, I, 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 I think basketball's fun, but I don't follow sports. Okay, uh, I would watch it with. Uh, I, I dated a girl for a while who was really into college football, and so I'd watch games with her, and she kind of taught me. <laughs> taught me how to understand it uh-huh. and it, and I definitely enjoyed it more when I kind of got the stakes and got what was going on and hung out with someone that was really invested in it you know but it's you. not really my bag but I definitely think it's I see the value in it absolutely but you were just constantly waiting for halftime when the lovemaking sessions began indeed <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh, the Gooch old David Gooch says uh, Princess Bride of course and he said I'm trying to think of anything other than that and he said but I can't it's a good one. Uh, Paul Tegel says Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ooh, very controversially. Robert Iron says Chinatown. You know, Chinatown's pretty universally loved, but I think Roman Polanski, that stain. Oh, will, yeah. Will probably drive some people away from that pick. That's true. Know what I mean? It's weird, though. He's still like, I don't know, he hasn't made anything in a long time, but uh, he, he seemed like he still was able to kind of fly under the radar and like have a career. He and was. still get accolades. It's a little he interesting. Was. 
Joseph Bell says Shawshank. A lot of Shawshankers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so funny, dude. Like, I had a call the other day about a, a, a Stephen King-related thing. And um, apparently every piece of property, every piece of writing he has, every short story, every everything is, like, optioned, like, at all times. <laughs> and it's, like, impossible to find an unoptioned Stephen King story or book. Interesting. Yeah, I believe that. Because, I mean, take a flyer on it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, he could... You could wipe his butt on a piece of paper. I'd option it yeah, for, exactly. for, for $10. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. That piece you of paper know. could could come alive. It could become sentient. Exactly. And attack my family. And then you got a Stephen King movie. I love it. I love it. Uh, Mary Poppins. That comes from Sammy Cahill. Yeah. I rewatched that recently. It's a, it's a fun movie. Yeah. Hmm? Sarah I Stapleton. The, the sequel, too. The sequel was quite good. Mary Poppins Returns. It, was, it had the same... Niceness to it. I, I enjoyed it. Now, was that the the recent thing, or was there a sequel mm-hmm. back then? No, it was okay. a recent thing. It was with uh, different, yeah Emily you know. Blunt. Yeah, I, I thought it was quite good. I didn't see that. That was called Mary Poppins Returns. It was called Mary Poppins Returns, <laughs> which sounds a little sinister, kind of, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, she's here for you. <laughs> she's uh, coming. Sarah Stapleton says Jurassic Park, but uh, she is countered from uh, our old friend Linnea Barnett. Said my sister in law hates it. Because dinosaurs scare her. Does she know dinosaurs aren't real? Mm-hmm. That'd be my question. Well, they were real at one time. Do you believe in ghosts, Noel? Yeah, uh, ooh, that's a big one. It's a big question. I know. Uh, Do you have a big l- answer? L- a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. All right. I'll take that. That's kind of a cop out. It is, but it's all you're going to get out of me all right. today. You seem to be hedging, but I'll allow it. Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what if if, if it's like if it's uh, like like disembodied spirits. But I believe in like maybe memories or some little imprint that things that once were living leave behind. I think. Uh, okay. So that's why I say a little bit. I'm not quite sure what you. to call it. It's the same sure. way that I don't necessarily believe in God, but I believe in like powers greater than our understanding. You know. Yeah. I like that, Noel. I think the movie crushers like hearing uh, where you park your garage, you know? I park my whole garage well, in, another, in another much larger garage. <laughs> where you, how you, what, what garage you're parking in, basically, mm-hmm. is what I mean. It's more of a carport, really, but I, I, I follow. I don't have a garage or a carport, Noel, as you know. I, I do. You got a nice driveway, though. I do. It's a new driveway. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old <laughs> Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place 
for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, we're going to move on to the original thing that I was reading, uh, which is I asked for feel-good movies, but not – I was kind of looking for something deeper, not just like light and breezy. It made me feel happy. I meant movies that really like make you walk away from it changed and thinking like the world is good. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a tall you got, order. You got tall one? Tall ask. Well, I, I, uh, I don't, I'll save it. Um, no, I okay. do. Uh, uh I don't know. Like I, I, we talked about this before. I was on. I did the interview se- segment with you about adaptation. Sure. Something about the end of that movie is as fucking batshit as that movie is. At the end of the day, I walk away feeling this utter sense of catharsis and wonder and like just bigness of the universe and stuff. I don't know. Like that. That's a big one for me. I always the end with the time lapse flowers and happy together by the turtles playing. It just pretty great. leaves me feeling that way. Yeah, that's good. Hopeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobo Temple says Swiss Army Man. <laughs> That's a great name, by the way. Bobo That's, Temple. Bobo Temple. It's a band a name. name. It should be. So is Swiss Army Man uplifting and makes you feel good about the human yes. race? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's a lovely. It's it's got a, it's got a very similar energy to adaptation. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's sort of screwball on its surface. It's got this sort of conceit that's very like on paper, just like what? But then they 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 handle it with such heart and like enthusiasm and like creativity and it ends it ends up leaving you with that feeling of wonder that i'm talking about it's very similar very uh, kindred movies to to the work of michelle gondry and uh spike jones and very much in in line with all that stuff which is some of my favorite stuff in the in the universe you know that new charlie kaufman's coming soon to netflix i think it looks awesome it's like a weird kind of horror but i don't know it looks great it looks awesome He's yeah. got a book too, you know. Like he just came out with a, a quite long book, uh, fiction. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Do you know what it's about? I I don't, but let me see what it's called. At the very least, I'm sure it's a it's a journey into the head trippiness of Charlie it Kaufman. Is, it's called Ant Kind. Okay, a novel. <laughs> Ant Kind. Is it about ants? I don't know. <laughs> He is a very interesting fellow, isn't he? 
Uh-huh. It's about a neurotic failed film critic named B. Rosenberger Rosenberg. All right, I'm going to have to read this. Yeah. He it's, is... Uh, uh, it's 720 pages. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm kind of looking over this. This sounds crazy. Uh-huh. He, he is... I tell you what, he, he is one of the most unique artists oh. that has ever picked up yeah. a pen or, or a typewriter, you know? One of my favorites. And that whole same crew, you know, like with with, with, Ga- with Gondry and Spike and just, the, just that real out there, just otherworldly imagination yeah. that just, just gives me like a sense of awe. The stuff like that gives me a, a sense of wonder and like feel goodery when you just art, you know, when you see something just done so perfectly and, and, mm-hmm. and like just like. How did you even think of this? How did, where did you even start? It just, that's it's like magic, you know. That's the kind of yeah. stuff that makes me feel good. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. That's from Jacqueline Gulbrinson. Yeah, that's a feel good movie. It's a good pick. Very good pick. Uh, Momo Hughes says dazed and confused. Sure, Loving all these new names, Chuck. It's a great idea. Reading from the bottom. Bottom up, man. I'm sorry to all the the oldest of pals. But you can you can sit down for an episode, right? They'll have their day in the sun again. <laughs> you know, in a top-down world, Chuck, sometimes you got to go from the bottom up. Hey, I like that. Put that on a shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Perry says, Searching for Bobby Fischer. Yeah, we did that recently on the show. Great, great movie. Love it. Uh, James Nordstrom says, Hamilton, does that count? Sure, it counts. Why not? I mean, it's a movie now. Sort of. Mm-hmm. Actually, not really. What do you mean, not really? I mean, it's it counts, kind of, but it's not a movie. It uh, is a, f- a filmed stage play. That's, that's not, true. No, not okay. I follow. Okay. Yeah. But I, mean, I still say it counts. Yeah, I, okay, cool. As far as this uh, this thing goes. Exercise, yeah. Uh, Bobo Temple's back. My new favorite person. Uh, the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. You say aquatic? What do you say, aquatic? Aqua- I don't know. I'm, I, I think it's potato, potato. I just, I just it's interesting. What do you say, aquatic? Aquatic, yeah. Yeah, I say aquatic. It makes you sound like you're from Poughkeepsie. Aquatic. Uh, Heather Colby says, what's up, Doc? Every scene is amazing. So many good quotes, too. That's a movie I have not seen. Is that an oldie? Uh, yes. If I'm not mistaken, that's, uh, I want to say Barbara Streisand is in that. Yeah, Barbara Streisand. Peter Bogdanovich. I need to see that. It's got all the elements. Is that Ryan O'Neill, for God's sake? Yeah. Ryan man. O'Neill? I don't know. I see. I, I, I need to... I need to brush up on some of that older stuff. Are, do you know who he is? Or are you saying you don't know who that is? I don't is? know who he is, no. Oh, boy. Ryan O'Neill. He was the lead. He was a heartthrob back then. He was in uh, the tearjerker love story. He was the lead in Paper Moon. Oh, okay. Uh, What's up, Doc? He and Barbara Streisand again were on screen in the main event. Uh, kind of a cheeky love uh, romantic comedy. I don't recognize him at all, I'm looking at him. Even like even this, oh, Farrah Fawcett and Ryan were they married? Seems like they were maybe married. I don't know if they're married. They definitely dated. He, okay. uh, yeah, he was a, he was a big he was sort of the a big hunky leading man from sort the of a Richard 70s. Gere of his day. Yeah, although they're not too far off in age, so <laughs> interesting. They're sort of of the same day, but uh, yeah, he he was great. He's a good actor. He was uh, Barry Lyndon. Oh, that's yeah. That's okay. There, he sure was. And I, I knew there was a ref that I would, that you would get. If that's I kept so going. interesting though, because I just I still don't recognize him. He looks different in that role because he's so made up and wearing like a 
wig and stuff, you know. Uh, I need to finish that. I only made it to the intermission. <laughs> and then my rental ran out. Oh, look here. My cousin's on the uh, page. I did not know that. Nice. My cousin uh, Stephanie Yancey said, life is beautiful. Oh, God, yes. I actually wanted to watch that when my mom was visiting a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it is such a perfect, lovely movie. And I'm I'm so sad that that dude never went on to do anything nearly as uh, as interesting. Yeah. Maybe that horrible Pinocchio. Oh, sure. My cousin's on here, Noel. I had no That's idea. That's awesome, man. That's what happens when you go bottom up. So, uh, all right, Noel, we're going to move on, and we're going to finish up today with uh, a segment. We promised people that you would watch the movie Pretty Woman, and we would do a little quick mini Noel segment, mini review, mini crush it, mini, what do, what do we used to call those? Crush to judgment. Mini crush to judgment. I love and it. And I would love to hear how that went, Noel. When did you watch it? Set the scene. Who'd you watch it with? Give me a little, uh, just give me a little background here. Um, yeah, I watched it with this, uh, uh, this lady I've been hanging out with. Um, and the lady we've heard about already or I spoke, I've spoken of, of this lady. She has a very similar name to me. Um, and she was delighted because it was, it was a favorite of hers. And, you know, I admittedly don't go for the rom-coms. I don't like just go, you know, bounding for them you know it's something that i always enjoy them if they're well done you know i definitely if i if i watch one i find myself getting pulled in i'm never like eye rolly or like i hate this but it's okay. not where my brain goes you know um with so much stuff out there it's just not my like genre of choice so she was thrilled because you know she obviously had a really a real fondness for it and um i loved it i i, I mean i really did uh okay it's really it's a sweet movie. Um, it's it's a little you know it's like a fairy tale. It's a little bit like My Fair Lady. Um, it's it's weird. I think it's rated R, which is interesting because that was that that time where like an R then could easily be a PG thirteen today. Was it like it a, wasn't rated R? Was it? I thought I think it was. Oh, I'm gonna have to look that up. I don't I'm see almost, how that's possible. Well, it's got a couple of fucks in it. And I know you can get a few. You can get away with a few fucks now. Yeah, it's rated R. But I'm telling you, in 1990, like I don't even know if they had PG. No, they did. PG-13 came along with Temple of Doom. I want to say. Yeah, it is rated R. Holy shit! It's rated R. There's there's one nipple. You see a nipple, a quick nip, <laughs> a quick quick nip nip shot. Richard and, Gere's uh, nipple. And they say fuck a couple of times. Um, but it's not. There's nothing. Um, it would be PG-13 today. That's sure. what I'm saying. Uh, easily. There's nothing overly like salacious about it. The only issue I have, and I don't want to sound like too much of like a, you know, <laughs> SJW liberal snowflake or anything, but like the, 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 there's just like a problematic nature to like, she's hooking for the very first time, you know, and lands uh, this gazillionaire husband who takes her away from that life. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Uh, that That's the only thing that maybe Bong, Bongwater that. wrote a song that uh, addressed this. You, remember, you ever know that band? I'm, a, I'm familiar with them, but I, I, I do not know this. Tell, tell me about it. They have a song called a uh, folk song. One of the greatest, greatest songs. And uh, part of the song talks about pretty woman and where she kind of skewers it. And this is way back in the nineties. Uh, she said, you know, uh, I wish a rich, handsome man in a Jaguar would come along and save me and take me shopping because that's what a woman's all about, right? Mm -hmm. Sucking and shopping. And then it goes sucking and shopping and <laughs> sucking and shopping. Uh, so, yeah, it is a, a definitely a problematic theme of handsome man rescues the, the uh, of course, back then you would call a hooker with a heart of gold. Right. Um, 
They don't let you say hooker anymore. Sex worker, if you please. That's right. But um, (laughs) no, but no, but listen, but that aside, uh, it didn't like bother me. It wasn't like, you know, it it was of its time. Um, It it really is. She's so charming. It blows my mind. I have a hard time uh, with this a lot where like she had to have been like 22 or something, you know, when she made that. Pretty young, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also he probably was more like 40 or something like that. I would say definitely was an age diff. The decent amount older, but the, the okay. Enough to linger too much on this part. Then I'll move on to, to some stuff I really loved. But it's also like, would would he have been? Would he have treated her this way if she like wasn't Julia Roberts? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it, there's this sense that like he thinks she's so great and so special and and, and all that. But like, what I don't know. Like, what is it that makes her? What like is, is it? I think she definitely has like a don't take no shit and kind of tells it like it is vibe. But a lot of that just has to do with like, she's from this other world and everyone's just so like, aw- like who the fuck is this coming around here? Yeah. Speaking her mind, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. I don't know. I, I love Jason Alexander as the pervy handsy little lawyer. Fuck. Yeah. I didn't realize he was in it. Yeah. Nice little cameo. So she was uh, in her early thirties when she made this. Oh really? Uh, okay. And I believe- for some reason I did the math and I thought it was, she was a little younger. Uh, the um, difference between ages uh, is about 20 years, 19 years between those two. So substantial. I made a couple of notes and then I sort of fell off because I really got sucked in, honestly. But the first thing I, I noted was the Iggy Pop song, Real Wild Child. Okay. It sounds kind of like a faux Bruce Springsteen song. I sort of like ragged on it for a second. I was like, what is this like Bruce Springsteen light shit? And then I realized it's my boy Iggy, who I uh, adore. But that was a weird period for him. It was much more like a uh, commercial kind of. And then I just wrote, those fucking boots. <laughs> oh, sure. It was crazy boots that are actually on the on the video box and that uh, outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it, there are certainly some problematic elements, but there are also some elements of, um, and especially people that uh, are in the camp of pro sex worker and that, that, that can be an empowering and enabling job. Yeah. But don't they kind of neg it in this, you know, like, well, like, they do. Um, but you know, she gets her comeuppance against the, the the snooty Beverly Hills uh, boutique who thinks she doesn't belong because of right. who she is. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. The messages are sort of all over the place. But she only they? belongs because she all of a sudden has cash well, that is hers. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. No, like, I know. It, it, it's it's a, a movie of the of its time. Yeah, which is to very say very late. materialistic. Like like you know the dude, the Richard Gere's character. He's kind of a a, a douchebag. Like he's I mean, he's not. Let me let me rephrase that. Like he's of, of the type of person that he is, which is what like a a venture capitalist basically. Like he just kind Something. of has this soulless job where he just like takes other people's companies that they've worked their whole lives multi generationally and then just flips them, takes them apart. And he talks about that. And you know his character changes too, though, and that largely is because she shows him. You know. There are other other things in life besides just like being a shark, you know, and he uh, yeah. ends up doing something nice for one of the people whose company he's like been like really gunning for. True. Um, uh, I will say, though, he's not the most likable character for a lot of that movie. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say he's a douchebag, but he's got that entitled thing, you know, and he ever he wants everything to be the best. You know, he gets he's not he gets very the, charming. Not really. 
He is when he's playing the piano, though, and he's got his tie half off, and he's entertaining like the the wait staff that are all sticking around, like in the That's restaurant, and, he, and then like they have hot sex on the piano. But then he also dismisses all of them. They're like, "Can you give us the room, please?" And yeah, then, yeah. And, and she's like, "You're used to people doing exactly what you say, aren't you?" And and then right. he, he lifts her up and bangs her on the piano. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Very mixed messages. It's a movie from 1990, like, in every way, you know? Mm -hmm. Which is so funny, and this is just such an obvious statement, but, like, movies from 1990 were basically still 80s movies. You know what I mean? Like, it's got that that hair. It's got a lot of those vibes. Love the Hollywood Boulevard shots. Um, I think you see the Frolic Room quickly. You definitely see the Pantages, and I'm super familiar with that area and it was nice to see that Hank Azaria makes a weird quick flash in the pan appearance like as a cop at the very beginning and then he's gone oh, really? I, thought, I thought he would be more uh, I I more like that. you know in, in, like a main character well, um, he wasn't he wasn't even a big thing then though that's right it makes sense I just think of him so fondly because of all his voice work uh, corner like it's on rails he's driving uh, his, his, his lawyer's car and he can't drive a stick and like she gets in the car and she she it's a lotus i think is what it is um and she says man i bet this thing corners like it's on rails and i'm like i don't even understand what that means and you never he heard that up, term no what is like like on like a tr- like a train track like what is yeah. corn okay yeah that's exactly what it means okay okay it's a, it's a term uh, I never heard of him. Um, and he hadn't either. And then he uses it again later to impress oh, really? his lawyer. He kind of repeats it, you know? He said, yeah, I think corner's like it's on rails. Uh, she's from Milledgeville. You, do you remember that? She says she's from Milledgeville, Georgia. Did she say that? Yeah. In the movie? Mm-hmm. You're kidding. Yep. She's from Milledgeville. That's crazy and weird, because Julia Roberts is from Smyrna in real life. Oh, I didn't know that. Smyrna, Georgia. And uh, I, I'm surprised she didn't say... Hey, can I make this Smyrna since I am actually from Georgia instead of this weird uh, town that no one has ever heard of? I think maybe Milledgeville just sounds more quaint. It is. You ever been to Milledgeville? No, uh, I've heard not great things. (laughs) You know, it is what it is. Not to yuck anyone's town or anything. Isn't that where there's a college there, right? Isn't that where like, what is it? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember which one, like middle Georgia or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's on uh, Lake Sinclair. All right, Noel. So, uh, give me thumbs out of five thumbs. Uh, in in the context of when it was made, what do you? Yeah, give it? I give it like four, okay. three and a half, four, three point seven five thumbs. All right. I very much enjoyed it. It's light junk food of a movie. You know, it's not like I, was, I, I anything cathartic happened or I I, I walked away feeling changed. Mm-hmm. Not that that has to be the criteria for any you know any movie has to do that. It definitely accomplishes its goals. Is it Gary Marshall? Gary yeah. Marshall, right? And then is Penny Marshall his sister? Yeah. And she's done a bunch of stuff, too. I heard the best interview with Barry Sonnenfeld the other day on NPR. He used to be a cameraman, and apparently yeah. he was shooting a movie for a... He's an interesting character, by the way. He's got a book out about his life and really yeah. fascinating, weird dude. But he was saying, yeah, Penny Marshall said, I tried to fire you, but they wouldn't let me. <laughs> and she goes, they told me you were good, but I don't think so. It was pretty great. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, but um, yeah, four, three, three, seven, five. I, I definitely enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I love the music. There's a lot of good, like, big music moments. Like, uh, is wait, what is it? I want to know what love is. 
No. What, 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 what is, is that it? in there? There's, now there's a big schlocky 80s. Hold on, let's see. Pretty Woman soundtrack. Big moment. Let's oh, I, no, I know. It must have been love. Must have been love. But yeah, it's yeah. over now. Hey, pretty good song. It must have been rain. Yep. And I, and I I had to I had to uh, give them some points for restraint for not just blasting pretty woman repeatedly <laughs> they they used yeah, it yeah. just once and they right. used an instrumental little splash of it at one point but that was it that's great so you give it three thumbs and one thumb that was slammed in a jewelry box by Richard Gere exactly he's like exactly. all right well I think we should keep this up uh, these movie challenges and uh, maybe you can challenge me for one next time yeah yeah yeah. And I'll, I'll, I will watch one of your favorites. Okay. That you've been harping on. Have I been harping? You know, like, why haven't you seen that yet, Chuck? Oh, do I? Have I, I can't think of what that would be, but I'll, I'll, I'll rack my brain. I think um, they're movie crushers now. Okay. They know. Are, do you know? Are you, are you being coy? Is there something specific? Oh, I can think of a few. Okay. All right. But this is your challenge, Noel. Game on. <laughs> Game on, Chuck. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and uh, we will see you next Monday. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.